Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is Married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello, darling. Hello, love. How are you today? Because it's daytime. It's daytime. We're we- actually recording this not late six hours earlier than usual yeah this is good if it works timing wise this would be a good window yeah to just we're do always in. gonna have this time but uh-huh. it's not we just took advantage of it today so that we can watch the season because we really want to watch uh, the lovecraft lovecraft country tonight because we haven't seen it yet and we need to get to sleep at a reasonable hour because yes because i now work 24 hours different. a day <laughs> jason is now I mean, we talked about last week how he passed his exam. He signed with uh, Heller Coley Reed. Technically, However, I still have my paperwork and haven't turned it in yet. So technically, I haven't signed with them. It's a technicality. Have, though. And bump a da ba. What is the bump a da ba? What happened yesterday? Oh, okay. We're launched right into that. Okay, cool. Um, I got my first listing. Whoop whoop. Yeah, I'm um, so proud of you. I don't know how many details I can give. No, I mean I wouldn't give it but ton, but I'm going to drop some knowledge on you that you don't know. On me? Yeah, no, ooh, it's ooh, right here, surprise right you. This is live. Live. Um, I'm going to start doing a weekly uh, real estate vlog about my experience growing in the industry. Fan freaking test. That way, I can continue to do something that I, I love, which is love create content. That. And people, if they so choose, can go on a journey with me. And if Do you not, have a name I can for it yet? document it. I don't. Uh, I haven't thought of a name for it yet. Okay. But I'll. Um, this is exciting. What I'll do is I will shoot it later today, and then spend the next week editing it, and then probably post it next week. How wonderful! But I'll probably try to. I think that's fantastic. Aim to shoot it every Wednesday, and then I'll figure out the ideal day to post it, and I'll do that. Amazing! And yeah. I know I was mentioning it to you, and I think we mentioned it last time too. Uh, I think we're going to do a completely separate, I don't know if it's going to be Movie Mondays or what it Mm -hmm. is, but a completely separate thing for the movie reviews, Mm -hmm. which we will then, and I know we've also kind of mentioned it, we're going to be doing some video component for us as well. We need to get new phones. Which will be great. It is is on the immediate to-do list, and we're going to... Make some make some creative magic and grow yeah. the Married to Hollywood brand. And we're really excited all of you have come along with us so far. And, and we're excited to see where it's going to go. Yeah, and you guys can actually like see us when yeah. we're doing this eventually. And not just ideally. listen to it, which is great, but you'll be able Add to components. actually see us, which yeah. is so fun. So how was this last week for you? It was pretty good. Um, there were a couple highs that were great and a couple, I don't want to say lows, because it wasn't lows, but just mm-hmm. kind of heavier uh, moments of realizing where we are at the moment i got very used to you being here all the time that initial thing when the pandemic began it was like wait what because i was so used to being with her all Mm -hmm. the time and handling it all by myself during the day and then you were there and then it was wonderful and you you got used to it and i got used to it i loved having you cook all the time that took such a huge thing off my plate you're the better cook anyway and it was wonderful that when i would go do the hour of bath and bedtime with lila i'd come downstairs and dinner would be waiting like that was amazing um and i just i grew to rely on that and then we moved here and this whole transition has been so crazy and we were really leaning on each other through this hard transition for you to suddenly and it happened fast i I told you it would Yes, but even for you, you even oh, said this happened way it. faster than you were expecting. I didn't quite realize and it. And usually when you go into real estate, there is a bit of a wait before things really start to happen. And I'm just, one, your tenacity and your dedication and your oh, devotion. I'm lucky. 
And, well, and there's luck and there's, too, but little family connections are setting me up. Yeah. And um, my mentors that I've spoken to them are like, you don't, don't think bad about those things. Those are no. huge opportunities. You huge still have to earn them, but the huge opportunities. Them. Yes, which you and I were talking about a few weeks ago, but I'm so glad you were talking about the, it. The funny thing is, is that because I'm brand new to the industry, yeah. everyone asks me, oh, where did you come from? Like, right. what did you do? What and you I'm before? like, well, I have a background in 15 years of um, luxury, sales. luxury sales and retail and apparel. Um, but I also was a filmmaker, an producer, a, in Los and, Angeles. an actor and writer. And they're like, Oh, you have to meet so and so. They're a producer. I'm right. sure you'd love them. And I'm just like, the irony in my brain. If you're gonna make huge breaks here in that, which be, is just yeah, like, I'm gonna meet amazing. people. I'm like, oh, you're an actor too. Yep. Great. <laughs> it's cool. just gonna be a weird thing. Um, We're gonna get yeah. back. I don't want to say get back. That you don't want to phrase it that way. What our goals and dreams and ultimate what we want to do in life is going to happen. This is it's going just, to serve all of that. Yes. And I think we're we're in a really good headspace together right now about that because I know that's been going up and down um, for both of us. But no, I just, it's kind of a, it's that thing of, oh, right. Okay. Jason has like five meetings today. I'm going to be with Lila and I got to do lunch and get her down. I need to teach. I now have to teach completely in the nap window. So I have zero downtime again, which again is tiring, but good. I've always worked better when the schedule's pretty darn regimented. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a shift and it's just part of what's going on. Yes. So just adjusting to that. It's the new normal. Ugh. Oh, that phrase. Ugh. Okay. What is it about that phrase? Let's, let's break that down for a sec. What is it about that phrase that makes you cringe so much? It seems like an entitlement. An entitlement. It seems like, um, we're entitled to be comfortable mm. and I want to be comfortable. So if I'm going to be uncomfortable, I want to specify that I am comfortable being uncomfortable. So this is the new normal. <laughs> and it's like, okay, just can you get over yourself for a second and realize that uh, most people are uncomfortable? It's yeah. it's a 1% problem to feel uncomfortable. It, true. It's a 99% problem to deal with the constant discomfort of your life, your mm-hmm. lack of access to medication, water, food, jobs, economic right. growth, right. security. Um, it's, it's one of those things that I think hearing the new normal has made me realize so much more how entitled as a society we are like, um, Western, like Northwestern, like democracies that it's just like, Oh guys, like, um, there's a lot of people in the world and a lot of them don't have access to the things we're complaining about missing. Right. And it, it's um, so true. I've, especially because like you, you look at the film industry, it's like, oh, the new normal of things going to streaming. It's like, no, actually that's, that as soon as streaming became a thing. That's where it that's was going. That's been a thing. Right. It, this just pushed it in it, that direction. It just pushed it because now you're cutting out the profit sharing with um, the movie theaters. And now you're kind of moving directly to, when you do direct to consumer, you're, while you might be price gouging in the case of Mulan, which is up for debate, yeah. but you're moving much more direct to consumer. And by moving direct to consumer, you're able to cut out uh, a cost in your ledger. So you're able to either spend more on the film, lower the cost to the consumer, or just make more money. Right. <laughs> and and right. Th- that's more advantageous to investors. Because if you show, hey, when we're on the platform Hulu, we get X amount of ad revenue because um, only X percentage of people on Hulu buy the ad-free service. But in then we get that elevated bump in subscription right, right, right. pay to our particular property. But 
you're then going direct to the consumer. And you can have so much more um, information and data on that person because there's certain things that are shared and known that Hulu has access to in the background of your computer, your um, right. your service agreement to be on Hulu. You're giving access to certain things that... Um, <clears throat> pardon me. You are pardoned. <laughs> <laughs> not COVID, not, not COVID. Not a COVID cough. Not COVID. Is that um, it... It just allows them to have a build a big uh, a better picture of you as a consumer. Yeah. Now for those services like um, HBO Max or Disney Plus, where multiple people can be logged in, it, it probably gets a little bit wonky as far as them figuring out their demographics. But it's really cool because it is. I think the next wave of and uh, we've been talking about this probably for a year, two years, like as an industry, is you've got your few tentpole films, everything else goes to streaming. Right. One in a cool way that'll make going to the theater much more of an event again. I was going to say, I don't, yeah, I really don't want the movie magic of going to the theater to disappear. And I know that's a big I think it's thing with streaming it. and then COVID. It's like, no one go to the theater. It's dangerous and all these things, which it is. But I'm hoping in the next couple of years as things come back or morph into whatever it's going to be, that the movie magic is still there and people go to the movies. There's just something magical about it. Did you see, um, I think it's AMC. I was about to say that. You can rent AMC theaters for $99 right now. Depending on the movie. What? Depending on the movie that you want to um, exhibit. Right. Because it's a matter of rights issues. That's the kind of thing that I think was a super hokey three years ago and somebody like, Fathom Events has a special screening of blank. Right. And you'd be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go to that. Now it's like, oh, I want to see people and I want to watch this movie with them. Let's, Let's all get together to see Hocus Pocus. Right. Like it's that Which time Which it's time to watch Hocus Pocus, by And the, the craft. And, and the craft and the interview with the vampire. Yep. I mentioned that to mom just last night and she went, oh, I love interview with the vampire. Oh, maybe I'm not going to like it. Oh, like, I'm you're going to love kidding, it. I'm you're going to love it. It's wonderful. Do you have anything coming up creatively that you want to talk about? Um, touch on? That There was something, but I wanted to ask you about one more thing first, and now I don't okay, recall I'll, what it was. I'll riff so a little bit. You, you riff, because so, um, I was going to say something to you, and then you said that, and now the thought is gone. So in this past week, we've um, the project that I've been developing, we kind of like had a continued curveball that's been thrown my way. It's something that I've been talking about for a while. And uh, we're in an interesting position where... Um, I have been given specific legal advice to protect myself from certain breaches of contract, mm, but mm-hmm. my um, my partners in this creative process um, are not represented by that attorney, so he has no technical obligation to them. And two, um, uh, I, I want I asked my attorneys like, "Hey, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be um, interfering with their contract. It's called tortious interference. I don't want to do that. I've talked about that on the pod before. How do I?" tiptoe around that. He's like, well, you're not. Technically, they're, uh, if they do X, Y, and Z, they're in breach, and you have to talk with them and seek their counsel to see, are they comfortable being in breach if they do A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z? And then once you guys move to that next step, understand that you guys have to move it, move together as a unit. I really like that. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting... Has step. there been any follow-up since then? Do you, uh, we've, do you been, know? we've been texting back and forth. Okay. We've got a, a soft Monday deadline for pitching a new outline for the script. Um, nice. Which technically should be a rewrite, which should trigger another clause in the option, which I don't think either of the writers nor myself want to do. So it's, uh, it's complicated. 
It's it's always complicated, but I'm glad it's moving and not just sitting still. Yeah, it's good that it's not stagnant, but at the same time, it would be nice if it was moving elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got notified that um, my ballot has been received. Oh, that's good. That's exciting. And I was like, woohoo, because... I think the next few weeks, that is what's going to be pressing on all of our minds of yeah. what the heck is going to happen. I'm still not posting on social media. Which until is good. I'm over. really proud of you for <laughs> not doing that. I need to take a break and well, a breath. It, emotionally, mentally, it's so important to disengage and yeah. not well, particularly fall down the rabbit hole with that. You know, get my head back back together. How are you feeling? Overall, a lot better. Yeah. Um, I, I stepped up to the next tier of my medication as far as like the appropriate step up. Mm-hmm. Have you felt a difference or anything? I don't know that I've felt a difference. I think this is only day two. Yeah. But I think it's just a continued... Pay, uh, I'm learning to have just a little bit more patience with myself. Yeah. And as a result of that, I'm having a little bit more patience with other people. So I'm just, in general, able to handle everything more. a little bit better. Good. Not handle more. I think I've handled plenty. Oh, yes. No, <laughs> no, no. You, I, you've handled quite enough for this season of life. Were you able life. to gather your thought and figure it out? Or is it just gone? No, it's just gone. Cool. But Saturday night, and we're not doing a full review because we are going to do that separately, but I think it's really cute that in the house with mom and dad, Saturday night has kind of become, We've developed let's sit down and watch a movie us. together, yeah. which I find so sweet, and I really, yeah. really like it. It's interesting because I feel like <laughs> kind of like a teenager, um, but at the same time, I feel like we're getting to know each other as adults, right. as like two adult couples right. in those moments, so... Which yeah. my mom had been saying before we officially moved in. She kept saying when she was in her early 20s and in grad school, she moved back in with her parents and it was a time... A little bit different. Well, I said that to her. I went, well, we're in our 30s with a child. She went, I know. But to be able to get to know your parents, not just as your parents, but as adults. And then yeah. get to know you not just as kids, but as adults. And I just think it's really sweet. So my parents are very into Everybody Loves Raymond. Excellent show. I'm not. And they're watching it. Well, you've only seen... 15 minutes of that one episode. That, I've, um, I've seen a handful of episodes but, over the course of my life. <laughs> it's, it's thoroughly entertaining. And there's the one line, Marie, chips. And my dad has adopted that. And so now when he says, Marie, chips, my mom knows, make popcorn. And we sit down to watch a movie. And we sit down to watch a movie. And it's just, it's moments like these that make me go. This is good. This is great. And just the memories we're going to have in the future. Yeah. And it's, you know, it can be rough in the moment at times, but that's going to be great. We sat down and watched... Under the Tuscan Sun, which we've all seen, but yeah. it's one of those ones... You thought I hadn't seen it. Well, you were audibly reacting the way you do when you're seeing a movie for the first time, and you did that three times, and then I was like, you've seen... I, I have could, seen I couldn't it, remember but if you had seen it. But it's been so long that I yeah. forgot certain things, because yeah. it's not... Uh, it's not the type of movie that stays with me, because mm. it kind of turns into the bland tapestry of romantic films, even though it's a decently done movie. I was going to say, no, this is one of those go-to feel-good ones. I mean, I think I've seen it uh, probably about a dozen times at this point. And the second it starts, it's just... It's good music. It's well-acted. And that cast. I mean, it's just, they're Um, always so wonderful. It's really um, a very convenient story. That's like... It's a convenient story. What do you mean by that? Oh, it's just like, oh, you're going through a heartache? It so happens your best friend and her wife... We're going to go on a honeymoon, but they're pregnant. But now so now they're, they're pregnant. Not. So, well, not you, a honeymoon, but just a, well, romantic, a romantic tour. A romantic um, gay tour of Italy. So they. I love that. Tra- she, she, when she goes, I can't go to, on a romantic tour of Tuscany, she goes, 
it's a gay romantic tour. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. I just, I love it. I see what you're saying, it's but just, it does take it, it worldly. And there are so many other characters in there yeah. that just make it so well rounded. Oh, and I just love that movie. Well, it's, it's, um, it's a beautifully done movie. It's definitely a love letter to Tuscany, oh, the Amalfi, and for northern sure. uh, North Central Italy. But my my issues with most films like that are just kind of like this woman has this kind of similar to um, what happened when we were talking about Love Guaranteed. Is that and I think this is going to be a, a running theme throughout the movies. We're like the hero of the film. And is this successful? Is this super successful, powerful, powerful accomplished person in X, Y, and Z in field? The work, right? And as a result of being so siloed off in that field, they have Their no personal life no- falls apart. They have no knowledge of literally anything else. I, I see where you're going with that, but I don't think it's that extreme with Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah, which is I why think it's, it's a very, movie. very relatable. Unfortunately that people who think their marriage is going well, there's an affair or something falls apart. Yeah. There are so many people oh, who don't you, no, realize No, 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 I'm not talking about that's that, happening. that portion of it. Yeah. That I'm not talking about, but it's like she moves to a foreign country. She She's starting over. She's getting a new house. It's like, well, she she bought the house in San Francisco that she owned with jointly with her ex-husband. So she yep. she's aware of how that process works and she seemed woefully incapable. Well, international sales are very different than domestic sales for sure. But the oh, way yeah. the, the, I do love the scene with the, the pounding on the, the stamping the on all of the documents and just like sealing her life her and the fate. keys because it's just, you know, this old Tuscan villa. Well, and the keys uh, are these long, heavy iron skeleton keys. looking keys. Yes. And I, I, I said I during the movie, it. it's like, this feels different now watching the, the home purchase like this. Right? After having seen this movie a few times prior, is yeah. that that movie feels differently now that I have a stake in real estate? Oh, um, for sure. But honestly, I gen generally and genuinely enjoy that film. Yeah. Diane Lane, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think she Love is. Love her. Stunning. She is. Stunning. All I of- got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I still got it. I still got it. Thank you. God, I love that part. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> it's just so, I can see you doing that. It's just that. so good. Um, but one thing that Diane Lane does just as an actor, um, no matter what role she is portraying, no matter what film she's in, she is always one of those actors who are so committed. You go along the ride no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And you really feel every up, every down, every moment with her. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. you're just, you're rooting for her the whole time. Yeah. Um, which I just love. And then all of the beeline characters and storylines, they're all so fully flushed out. What's uh, the, the name of the guy who lives in Positano on the Amalfi, who she like... Marcello! She absconds with and then ghosts him for like a month? She doesn't ghost him. They No, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm sorry. She did not ghost she him. She is... Emotionally she went to go and no, physically uh, uh, unavailable uh, uh, for uh, uh, two months. No, no, no. She tried to, they were going to go mm-hmm. see each other. And that's when Sandra O, oh, super pregnant, who had just been broken up with, shows up. So therefore she called and had to cancel. It's a very contrived they kept complication. kept trying to make plans and it just didn't work, which mm. happens in life. Yeah. He took that as we're not meant to be though. And he moves on and it makes her very sad. But it's not that she ghosted him. She didn't just cut off all communication. She kept trying. It just didn't work. It wasn't meant to be, but they have the, the Sandra O oh and <laughs> I the, love you defending it. The 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 baby story and that whole thing and Kate Walsh. I also love Kate Walsh and Sandra O oh are in this together right when Grey's Anatomy was happening, and I just a little bit before it got started. I love 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 their d- chemistry together in it, 
And then the love story between the young couple. The young couple's beautiful. It just, it, everything, it all comes together. And I think my, spoiler alert, one of my favorite things is right towards the end, the guy who sells her, the, the, the realtor, mm-hmm. and she becomes a very good friend of hers. He says to her, I believe you got your wish. She goes, what are you talking about? And he said, that night with the storm and the snake and the whole thing, you talked about how you wanted a wedding at this house and it's a wedding. their wedding. You wanted to have a family here and it shows Sandra Oh with her new little baby. And she goes, oh my gosh, I got my wish. And then that's when she meets the writer and there's a ladybug crawling on her, which is a theme through the whole thing that Catherine mm-hmm. says to her, stop looking and the ladybugs appear. And so they just, they... It's one of the ones that are done right. Oh, it's done incredibly well. It's one well. of the I, ones I don't that want are you, done right. I don't want you to think that I'm I'm trying to take apart a film for the no, sake no, of no. taking it apart. For sure. This one, <laughs> I will say it's a little dated now. It is dated. Uh, even as far as the way certain things are shot, it would never go to a fade out into a fade in. Uh, you know, when she found out about the, the divorce and then goes into being with the lawyer. You know, I, 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 my, the backdrop where you can see it's so green screened. I think that's just the way it translated all these years later when you're watching it on this kind of technology. My thing about that is that I'm actually not so critical of the technology. Um, I think those are filmmaking choices. Yeah. Like those are things that you see. Um, those are homages to romantic films from eras gone by. Yeah. La La Land had moments like that. Why am I coughing so much? Hold on. That's okay. <coughs> Would you like some agua? Oh my goodness. I feel much better now. Okay, good. Um, I had a Justin's like little bit of chocolate, I guess, stuck in the back of my throat. Dark chocolate peanut butter cups make it all better. Okay, that's your <laughs> your jingle for that. Um I, I don't I don't mind I don't mind the, those moments. Uh the fade in, fade outs, those are homages to you or, or those are or, or cinematic or editorial choices that are made. Those are artistic choices that I actually have no issues with. I thought you commented on that in the moment when it happened. What what thing happened where you went, Well that dates it? There was something that happened. Oh, just the computer. She she opened up a, a laptop and it was oh, like a like a two thousand two oh, Apple oh, book. Oh, uh, it was like a yeah. two thousand two MacBook. Yeah, yeah. When like the MacBook was new. <laughs> um, that's, that's right. But that happens no oh, matter. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you can't avoid that. No. I mean, Technology anytime, changes anytime I watch so like a, frequently. A mid two thousands movie and somebody mm-hmm. has a flip phone. A flip phone. The I'm razor. Like, oh wow. You're like wow, that was that time. was old. Yeah. That was a different the Blackberry. Era. This is all yeah. Um, all but I really do enjoy. The the love story, the way that the um, love making is shot in that film, I think it's beautiful. beautiful. It's artistic. Mm-hmm. It's you know much like the book. Having not read it, I assume it is a love letter to, to Tuscany, um, the artistry of a place in the world, yeah. and that that place itself is a character in the story. Um, and it's just it's really well acted. It's a beautifully shot. The grapes even taste purple. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Which, by the way, is like such an American thing. <laughs> that guy's so American. Like, yeah, she'll know him. She knows I won't. I didn't write this. Ding nope. ding dong. <laughs> ding dong dang. Ding dong dang. Ding ding. Ding ding. Okay, cool. And <laughs> we've no, lost a million. It was, it was such a great movie. Yeah. Um, so it's not a full review, but we wanted to touch upon it yeah, because no. it was the perfect. Saturday night feel good day see, movie. That's see to me, that's the kind of movie that you could take your husband to when it came out, and he would be like <sighs> dragging himself into it, and then end up and liking then wind the up enjoying it, provided yeah. he's you know emotionally equipped to like be present as opposed to just rolling his eyes the whole time. 
truth. I think at a certain point, late 2000s, 2010-ish, um, the romantic comedy, the formula, became so tried and true and that they almost are required by law to follow they it. They have to do that and they can't deviate. That That's one of the things that um, y- you run into with like that that um, whole suite of um, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, uh, what's her name, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Like there's that, that those series of movies in the mid to late 2000s yeah. that just, they're all the same movie. They all just make no sense. Just changed. In, well, the wedding planner makes sense in its own cute way. That one, I, that one I'm a fan of. It's ten things I hate about you. That one's kind of like a good. Ten, ten things I hate about you is different. Oh, oh, though. oh, I meant to say how to lose a guy in ten. How days. How to lose a guy in ten days. I didn't mean to say ten things okay. I hate about you. I meant to say how to lose a guy in ten when, days. Let's watch that and do that for <gasps> this. Yes, because please. That's one we, I think we've always talked about watching together. Anyway, that movie is going to get destroyed by me. It is going to get destroyed by you, but I'm excited because there are aspects to it where, and this is why it was so big when it came out. It was that thing where the guy would go, oh, and then get dragged and enjoy it because they did a good job of angling it from both sides of the male-female perspective of playing this game, and they really handled that well. So, yes, done. That's our next movie review. (laughs) High five from across the desk. Amelia just got very excited. Her body language is very much like very proud marching. (laughs) I first saw that movie with my brother Ivan in Chicago, I believe, when I was visiting him. Delightful. Long, long time ago. I can still Yeah, I saw that coming. (laughs) But no, I'm doing it. Lila is... Thriving. Oh, my gosh. I think one of the sweetest things that I managed to capture on tape was Friday night when she did the motzi. Which is the uh, Hebrew prayer... Over um, the bread. Breaking bread. That you do for Shabbat. I mean, you can do it You do it every time you break bread. But we sing it on Shabbat in this house. And she had done it, and it shocked all of us the Friday before when you were get, taking your Didn't exam. Like exam yeah. And we're doing it and we kept looking at her going, is she singing the Mozi? So I had my camera out this time to capture it. And she was doing it with such gusto. Yeah. I mean, she was doing it. And when we go up to for the amen at the end, the ah, she was doing it. And it was so My mind was blown. Adorable. And blown. she knows to wait. And then after amen, pop the challah in your mouth. And it was just the cutest and then I was playing with her on Monday, and I got a couple pictures. And I got her out of bed Monday morning and thought, you look different. You look bigger. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. They say it happens. I've heard it happens. I've seen it happen from different stages. Are you going to get emotional? I might, but not at this exact moment, but it might still come out. It's okay. Between know. Friday and Monday. She just had one of those spurts and she's becoming less and less of a baby and, and a more little and more toddler of a and more and more of a little, like a, girl. Like a little girl. And it's just magical to see this. And the yeah. sentences, this, ugh, she's just so sweet. And she just, every day, blows our minds. And she's so smart. She's yeah. so smart. Brilliant. She really is. But that's just, I just had to say that little thing about Lila of the Mozi. And then just in four days, she truly jumped from yeah. toddler to true, oh, yeah. true little girl. And I'm not ready for it. No, I'm not either. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's what you want. You want to see them thrive and grow. But then when it starts to happen, you're like, wait, Just wait. slow down just a little bit. At nap time today, she kept trying to curl up on me in the way she normally does. 
Not enough room. There wasn't enough room. Her little, she just kept sliding, like her leg kept flying out because there just wasn't enough room. And she kept, we kept readjusting and she kept trying and she'd go, wait, 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 wait. And we would try and try. And you could tell that she was like, why am I not fitting the way I normally fit? And I'm like, that's because you somehow grew overnight. Well, and it's just wild. Yeah. It's just wild. And it's magical. Sometimes when we lay her down for a nap, we come back together after a nap. We're like, you grew. Yeah, <laughs> she's just and I, I she's gonna do this for years to come, but it's just hopefully wild. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's right around this age is when that those true jumps suddenly yeah. happen, and you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. Then she'll get to like 13 or 14, and then we'll blink and she'll be 20. Man, man, yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Parenthood, parenthood, it's a wild ride. It is, it's the best though. Yeah, it really is. I'm glad we're doing it together. Me too. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, my emotions were a little up and down yeah. this week, but there, you know, just some some things going on. And okay, I, I, you're just gonna ebb and flow. But That's the weather the last few days have been. Oh, I'm saying that as leaves are blustering by, it is clearly fall. It um, is all 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 autumn. All the the the. It is definitely <laughs> fall, and it's definitely autumn here, and it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. The colors are out. And it was Lila's in the 30s the, the other morning. That was really cold. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, not that I want to leave it on a dreary political note. Oh, fun. But the... Please do. <laughs> <laughs> but the final presidential debate is tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're going to be in therapy. We have couples therapy at the same time. Thank goodness. So we'll just watch the highlights if we can even stomach it. Thank you to John Oliver, first of all. I mean, we've loved you and watched you for years, but you were the only way. Seth Meyers makes it palatable. Seth Meyers does too. Trevor Noah. And Trevor Noah. No, all you guys, you're all wonderful. But John Oliver. The fact that it takes late night comedians to make politics and news palatable Palatable and tolerable and adjustable. It just speaks to the fact that we're so far gone at communicating that we need sarcasm and satire to even be able to tolerate. Yeah. Oy. It's wild. So I'm, how are you feeling about that for tomorrow? Um, well, Biden's polling really well. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm overall fairly confident that he's going to like do well in the debate. I still don't think he's going to win. No. I hope he wins. Just keep I, saying, no, he's going to win. Just manifest it. Just be like, no, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. Um, it's going to happen. We're going to turn this thing around. But we're not going to turn this thing around. This thing's a dumpster but fire. we need to. Amy Coney Barrett's going to be on we the Supreme Court. To. And we're like... We need to fix it. One precedent away from it. being in The Handmaiden's Tale. Like, that's the thing. Is Yeah, so my mom is finally watching the series because... She didn't have Hulu, and now that we're here, we gave her Hulu. our Hulu login, and she's watching it obsessively. She well, finished yeah, well, the first so, season this last it's week. It's so in one week. good. Um, it's also because I peek in occasionally to see where she is. For me, the, the seasons kind of blend together, so I wasn't sure when things happened. But she's so into it. And Jason and I walked in the other day, and he went, "How are you watching this right now in the political climate that we're in at the moment?" And she goes, yeah, it's a little, beyond a little frightening. It's a documentary. It does feel like that to a degree. And we just need to make sure that does not happen. Especially because we have a little girl. Yeah, it'd be we good. just can't allow that to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's an excellent, excellent show. I should watch it. You should. And the West Wing reunion. I mean, I we know. We should watch that. Yeah. The, the, um, it's wonderful. 
the um, I didn't watch all of the West Wing. I've only seen one episode. You've only seen one episode. Yeah. It's a phenomenally well done show. It really, I mean, it just, I'd be curious if you start it now, if it holds up 20 years later. Mm. Um, but it's Sorkin. Love Sorkin. Love his writing. Love that cast. I feel like that would just translate, and I feel like they captured the political the essence no matter what. Yeah. Um, but to watch the special, it was interesting to see what they did because they filmed it at the Orphan Theater in downtown Los Angeles, and they did it as a staged reading, but a it's more than a staged reading. There's blocking, there's camera angles, there's loose set pieces, but you can still see they're on a stage. And the way they did it artistically really works because the theater is empty. You know, they did skeleton-type crew. There really weren't that many people there. There are face shields between takes, but they had the door to enter the Oval Office and they had some of the wall decor and they had this and then to enter the hangar, they had the staircase and just they did a really good job of it almost just felt like you were watching the episode of the show. But everyone was 20 years older and Sterling K. Brown was there because he stepped in for the cast member who had passed away who played Leo. Oh. So that worked and he just kind of seamlessly went in but I thought it was very well done and I was excited to see that because they did it for the purpose of getting people to vote and Mm -hmm. so there were these commercial break Lin-Manuel Miranda spoke uh, President Clinton was there Michelle Obama was there President Clinton needs to go away you know I I feel like definitely maybe when he's like I'd vote for him again every president has their issues yes for sure being close personal friends with Jeffrey Epstein is one of those issues that <laughs> our president currently has and a former president uh, definitely had. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but just to, it's, it's really to get people motivated to go out and vote, especially the younger demographic, because that is what's going to make yeah. this election I, I mean, happen. To be honest, though, does, does the West Wing really get the younger demographic out? I think some of the cast was enough of a draw. Sterling K. Brown, people love Allison Janney. People love Bradley Whitford. True, I mean, but I, I think overall, other than maybe Sterling K. Brown, I think that that cast as a whole skews a little Martin bit. Sheen, Rob Lowe. I mean, it's such yeah. a great... Rob Lowe, also problematic figure. Um, <laughs> that cast skews a little older. It does. As far as the demo they're targeting. It does, but... Which, I mean, everyone needs to vote. I don't, like, I'm not... But they brought but, Lin-Manuel Miranda in. Oh, I'm, sure people, I'm sure people watched the thing just to wait for him to appear. I just think the that younger, the younger crowd. at this point, <laughs> vote, vote. You, just your vote. excuse for not voting is not as valid as your voice is needed. Yeah. So as much as you're like, well, this isn't the person I would vote for. That's fine. Um, are they closer to the direction you'd like to see the country? Or is the other person closer to the direction you'd like to see the country? Uh, personally, I, I think you should be voting for Joe Biden and get President Trump out of office. I do too. But But that's not what we're telling you to do. No, get out and vote. Just get out and vote. Um, If you are in a state that has same-day registration, go. Vote early voting. Vote on election day. The most important thing you can do, one of the greatest responsibilities we have in our country, is to make our voice heard on election day. And to not do that and then somehow think things are going to get better or more in the direction you want is like the definition of insanity. Yeah. You have an opportunity to change something and then you're going to complain when it doesn't change when you didn't act to change it. Like, right, right. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. For the love of everything holy, get out and vote. Yep. And there was, and I saw, oh, I should have bookmarked it so I could actually pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw there was a map 
Mm. Um, and someone posted it was from a legit a legit source where there are certain states where you cannot post a selfie saying you voted or it could negate your vote depending on how you do it. So if it's like with the sticker, that's fine. But if you actually show the ballot, like even if it's all closed up, certain states, you can't do that. Something weird is going on with social media. And it's part of, I'm sure, all of the attempts to make this election. To suppress the vote. Yes. It's weird. Um, California, it's totally safe. Nevada was yellow, which means it's not always safe. And, or how you do it. Um, Maryland was safe. But it was just really interesting to see they're going there to suppress voter... Yeah, they're and, going and every which way they can. It's just wild what they're trying to which, do which, to this election. To me, if you're trying to make sure less people vote, how much do you actually represent the people that you're supposed to be representing if you need less of them to vote? And I was going to say this at the beginning. I'm glad we're actually talking about this now. In Baldwin Park over the weekend in Los Angeles, someone said... <laughs> A polling collection, no, a ballot uh, the, box, the, the ballot, ballot box, box, the ballot box, on fire. Yeah, they burned uh-huh. these ballots, and so they were saying if you voted, if you dropped off, check to see if this was the location you dropped off at, and request a replacement ballot immediately because your ballot has been burned. And it's just mind-boggling to see the shenanigans and the circus that's going on around this election. And that's the last we'll say about it. Use your voice and vote. <laughs> very important. Very important. We have to get back to work. But. True. I love you very much. I love you very much. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you say. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And this, this has been, been Married, married to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, vote. Vote. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Yes. Love is love. Love. Black lives matter. Yes. Thank you for listening. Love you. Love you. Bye.